0: Get ready to join the conversation. Win or lose. Victory or agonizing defeat. Disappointment or glory. Climbing the Pocket is here. Hey, everybody, we're here. Jason, as soon as I bring him up, is here too. What did you think of that absolute bleep show? Ernest man Potter. i don't know okay jason where are you come on jason let's bring you in jason <laughs> there oh. he
1: is the man to make there the we legend. go i'm in i'm in here we go it is time to talk minnesota vikings uh before we get going i guess i'll introduce myself i'm jason brown you can find me on twitter at brown jason and uh want to thank all y'all for coming to spend some time with us and uh guess I'll introduce the guys here. We got the man, the myth, producer Dave. How we doing? Not worth a shit. Thanks for asking Dave. <laughs> <laughs> And we got host of Vikings Happy Hour, Matt Anderson. Uh, how you feeling after, uh, after that display?
2: It's a Sunday happy hour here. I'm about two whiskeys in. Uh, okay, well. That's, that's the only way to cope with this, with this loss.
1: Yeah, the team uh, does does drive us to drink, and uh, I guess maybe maybe we were a little bit maybe going into this, we were a bit overconfident. Maybe the Vikings were too, because I think across the board, every single one of us looked at this game, chalked it up, and we saw a multi-score victory for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. And I know, like the refs and the overturns and all that stuff at the end makes it hurt that much more but the Vikings played terribly for three quarters of this game so I guess when we're starting out here Dave you you seem fired up you seem like you have some things you want to get off your chest and uh one of the things we talked about a lot was like maybe the offensive line had turned a corner maybe this was going to be a different season for us and um look like more of the same from from the Vikings offensive line They, they just did not look ready to play they looked. Terrible starting this game, false starts, holdings, just all around terrible play. Personal fouls from you know, training camp favorite Oli Udo. Dave, like, what <laughs> happened? What happened to everything that we heard about in the preseason?
0: First off, that personal foul by Oli Udo, I don't mind as a coach, I would encourage him. To continue, that was bullshit. It was lame. I like my linemen aggressive. Secondly, I was taking my notes again. Got to the third page and said, screw it. When every single lineman, offensive lineman, on that team had a false start, holding, or whatever, you're not having a good day. And then on the second, on the other side of the ball, they obviously didn't communicate as well as we wanted. Breedland got beat a few times, which we sort of expected. That's that's Breedlin. But the, the whole, I think it was the second touchdown, was uh, not good. And why am I hearing
1: sound? Man, Do I don't know. Hear I'm hearing you. Anything? I'm hearing you talk. that's all I'm hearing, and uh we got I'm some hearing comments music here we in my have, background. It's like I am not music. hearing that. I got Mary, we have Seth we have uh, here we have a bunch of people with a similar theme talking about how undisciplined this team was at the start of this game. so Matt, who are we putting this on at this point? We expected maybe a slow start from cousins. People joke that maybe he takes a little while to get into the season. But this team just did not seem ready on the offensive side of the ball when things got going. Like, I think there was a point there where Cousins was averaging like 4.5 yards per attempt or some crazy nonsense like that. The offensive line was super undisciplined. You got C.J. Ham jumping offside all over the place. Like, what's going on?
2: Yeah, it's tough to – for me personally, it's tough to place blame – I'm trying to think of how to say this. It's not like placing blame on somebody because someone needs to take the blame. But where it gets divvied up, I think, is the tough part. Like, is it on Zimmer? Is it on, you know, the fact that even in the preseason, we didn't have everybody out there that we expected to? Like, it wasn't with Cook. It wasn't with Jefferson. Does that play a factor? Does Rick Dennison, you know, being ousted as the the offensive line coach, you know, have – like make make a, a play in that. So it's really hard to place the blame, but blame needs to be placed. I mean that first half was I mean horrible is putting it mildly. Um, it was atrocious. Um, and this was this was a very winnable game. I mean I think to look at it somewhat optimistically, um, the second half was okay. Like I think the defense played well.
1: <laughs> Should we aim higher, Matt? Should we aim higher Absolutely. Than the second <laughs> Absolutely. half was okay? I mean, it was okay. Is that giving us hope? We're, these are the Bengals we were playing here. and I know. we gave up, like, 27 points to the Bengals. Yes. Yeah. The Bengals. Yeah. This is a defense we were talking about being top five going into the season, and we gave up 27 to the Bengals, who were actually – playing pretty conservatively for most of the game they weren't even airing it out they weren't throwing it all over the place and we gave up 27 and like seven of our points they just gifted them to us they gave it to us by going for it deep in their own territory and like basically Mm -hmm. putting us in scoring position to start that drive like I don't know Dave like where are you at I know we're (laughs) not generally on like the fire zim get everybody out of here train it's the first game of the season a lot can change but How can they be so unprepared when you have an entire offseason where preparation is the only thing you should be doing? I have no idea.
0: They should have been. I think it's not playing him in the preseason. I think that looked like today it was a mistake because you didn't have that gelled offense or defense. Both sides of the ball weren't seeming to work as one. Hey, there were signs... Today of some spectacular play like all this is going to work. But when you throw 17, I think it was 17 total penalties, right? Against yourselves. That's just shooting yourself in the foot. That's absolutely asinine. Now, should you have 17 penalties? Hell no. Right? Can you use the excuse that you didn't play in Pack Stadiums last year? Hell No. You played football for how many years? These guys are in their 20s or older. They know how to play. That's BS. Did coach have him ready? Have them expecting that? Didn't look like it. Should he have? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Did we waste this game, in my opinion? Yes, we did. Now we're 0-1, and we're behind the power curve, and it's going to make it even more difficult.
1: And Matt, before you get going here, I just want to let you know yeah. if you're reading these comments here, they're asking you to take off the politician cap a little bit here and give this, give us how you're really feeling about it. We don't want these like you know, you know, fifty-fifty super measured takes. You're two whiskeys in at this point, so like you're yeah. you're choking down some 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 feelings, <laughs> and the fans want to hear how you're really feeling. They don't want to eh, eh, you know, what's going on? Like how are you feeling about what you saw right there? And um. I guess we'll we'll start off. So we're saying unprepared. I guess what are the other things that you noticed out there? The unprepared, everybody can see that. They started off, it didn't look like they were ready to play. What were the other things you noticed as you were kind of going through this game and, and kind of watching things? Was there anything on offense or defense that really stood out for you beyond obviously them not showing up ready to play at the very beginning?
2: Yeah, well, I think that the, that the one thing is, you know, Zimmer has always preached that he likes to have his teams well-disciplined, right? And we didn't see that on either side of the ball, really. Um, I think that the coverage was was skeptical at times. Um, Brashad Breland, you know, he gave up that big touchdown to Jamar Chase. Um, I wasn't super impressed with the defensive line early on. I think that it did get better as the game progressed. Uh, But if you're paying those guys to be a disruption back there the first half there's a lot of things that probably shouldn't have happened um and then offensively I mean Jefferson looked kind of off early Thielen looked a little off uh they didn't really gain separation Kirk was you know he'd, he'd quick look for his first read but then you know he went back to the whole like let me just dump it off um they couldn't establish the run when they tried to get things going there was a penalty, and Dave. I know you said earlier you, you support the the Ole Udo uh, penalty with the aggressiveness. Yes, I do. Too. I, I
0: want I want I want but very but aggressive offensive linemen. I want very. Seth, you
1: can't stop me from overreacting. That. Overreacting is what we <laughs> do around here, Seth. Every week we're going to overreact. Next week when we win, we're winning the Super Bowl, buddy. So right now <laughs> we lost. We're zero one. We may never win again. Next week, you know, things can change. But right now, it's the Bengals. I think that's what makes it hurt all that much more. It's the Bengals. They're not supposed to be great, and it looks like the Vikings players went out there, kind of feeling that, thinking that that it was the Bengals, and maybe they were just going to roll over and like we were just going to have an easy day in the office today. And uh, yeah, uh, that is not at all how things went down.
0: I would like to address the
2: whole season,
0: Allison. Here, offensive offense was uninspired. How many play action passes did you see from the Vikings' standpoint? Not enough. Not uh, enough. Yeah, and it's Kirk enough. Cousins' bread and butter, and we very, very rarely saw it. He was mostly in the drop back um, mode, and he wasn't. Ugh, he was not helping himself at all on that. And taking those sacks. He wasn't seeing what was happening in front of him. He wasn't helping his linemen. Nothing. But we didn't see play action. That's calls. Play action says Clint Kubiak. We should see that. We should see more of that. We should see more motion. Pre-play, pre-snap motion. We didn't see it. We heard we were going to. And there was nothing there. Can you explain to me, Jason, you're being the calm guy on this one, Why?
1: Maybe we thought that we could keep some of those things in the bag because we didn't have to show them against the Bengals team that supposedly wasn't supposed to be all that good. So I don't know. I don't know. But also maybe it was Clint's first game, and he's still trying to figure out what kind of offensive coordinator he's going to be, what kind of plays he's going to call. But in the group chat, somebody said it, it did feel at times a bit like that Filippo offense where we were just trying to drop back and pass. And like you said, um Kirk played better down the stretch in the two-minute, he did put them in position to potentially win the game. But at the beginning of the game, he looked very skittish. He looked scared in the pocket. He wasn't standing in and delivering. And um, I feel like it's okay to expect more from him at this stage in his career and to look at the game just beyond, like, the box score. Like, at the end of the day, Kirk put up 351 and two touchdowns. Do we feel like he played a great game?
2: No. Anyone? And- but here's the thing. When we get to next offseason, right, and we're debating Kirk Cousins, they'll use these stats against us to tell us that he played a good game. Because the stats would indicate that Kirk played a good game today. But he didn't. He missed a lot of throws. He was behind Jefferson on a couple. He was behind Thielen on one, ones that would move the chains, keep the offense going, and it didn't happen. He and was so... high
0: on Jefferson on another one. He was holding the ball too long. It just... It drove me nuts. And I was the one that said in our group chat, once we were 14 down, it's now time for Kirk Cousins to step up because that's generally when he does. And, of course, second half, he sort of did settle down.
1: But why does it take us going down by two scores for that to happen? The cryptic in the comments making some – I want to get your take here, Matt. You've been the reasonable one here. I'm going to put you – I want to hear, was it more the undisciplined start, the penalties, putting yourself in the hole? Do you see that as more of the problem? Or is the ref blow, the ref blowing those two calls? Which one of those? Because that's kind of where it's going to come down to yeah. on narrative street. We're either going to go, the game was rigged. The refs were against us, so we lost the game. Or the other part of it is, we just didn't come out ready to play. We were very undisciplined. And like both things are true, but I'm looking for you to take a side. Which one do you see as being more impactful to the outcome of this game?
2: Oh, it's absolutely the undisciplined play. Absolutely. If you're ever in a position to win a game and it comes down to the refs or you're debating whether the refs played a factor in your game, then you didn't do enough to win. And that's just the end of the story. Um, And that's what happened today. They came out flat. They came out undisciplined. I just watched Rodgers get absolutely sacked on that play, and that's incredible. Um, <laughs> they came out undisciplined, and you, you're just not going to win games like that. You're on the road, and you're trying to dig yourself out of a hole like that. You need to be more prepared going into a game like that. And, and to your point earlier, I th- I think that they thought that they could have just you know came out, kind of had like the basic offense. They didn't have to really reveal too much. Um, and they could have won the game but in reality you know we had a cj ham false start on the first play like get out of here that stuff's uncalled for you're a professional it's yeah should not have happened dave but to answer your question uh, it's undisciplined that lost this game
1: i want to want to shift gears ever so slightly dave um i want to look for some silver linings in this because there were some things we saw out there that you know I almost forgot I was watching the Vikings game and it's you know it's maybe a it's a it's a skinny silver lining but we're going to call it out anyway it's a silver lining how about those special teams today like we were worried yeah, that all first kick by the
0: punter was relatively short around 40 yards but after that Holy cow. And when it needed at the end, when he booted that 62-yarder and pinned him inside the 10, I was like, oh, boy, that's why we got that guy. What's his name? Perry, I think it is. Um, That was sweet. And then the special teams, when they came down on the kick um, coverage and pinned the guy at the 5, that is momentum-grabbing and good. And then the offense goes out there and – Stub, you know, trips over their own feet so, you know.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, we were, we were optimistic for a little bit uh, Defensively, Dave, I'll uh, yeah. we'll go with you on this one Did anyone stand out to you on defense outside of maybe Michael Pierce? Vigil
0: Vigil yeah, was Dr- all over the field He got his first sack today Now that was relatively easy It was a linebacker um, blitz And nobody had blocked him but he, for the most part, was doing extremely well today. I am glad that he is there, and we could have had much worse. I did not like some of the tackling I saw. Um, Breeland sort of disappointed me a little bit, but I think that was the write-up of Breland before he got here. Um, Xavier Woods did well. I, I don't have any issue with that. Uh, the linemen did okay. We did get some pressure. We got a lot, you know, quite a few sacks. Uh, the one thing I did hear was Deniel Hunter. Uh, Darren had texted me since he's now back in Yellowknife today, asking um, about Deniel Hunter. Why are we we aren't seeing him? Why are they limiting his snaps? He doesn't look right. And it was one of the Vikings beat guys that said he's. And a lot of times in the two-point stance, and he's reacting versus pressing what he normally does. Right? Normally he's in the three-point, and he goes. I don't. If we're gonna do the five-two, and that's what we saw today, where you had three defensive linemen, right? Where uh, Everson Griffin came in in a three technique, and I thought he did well. But you had the two outside. You had Hunter and Wanam. They've got to learn to rush off a two-point stance. They've got to learn to take that step. It's, I could coach them exactly how you take the step, what your reads are, and you go from there. I don't think he's used to that yet. It's going to take time. Once he does, I think those numbers will, numbers will double.
1: Well, how do you feel about that? Because in times past, and the, and the, uh, the announcers called it out a couple of times, the, the Vikings have been known for being more of a downhill, more aggressive, more of an attacking defense. And the announcers called out that they're going to be playing things a little bit differently here. They're going to be maybe looking to contain, reacting a little bit, not being as aggressive, looking to get teams into, you know, third and long and then unleashing things. How do you think, I guess from, from, from seeing things in this first First game, and it's a one-game sample size. Seth and the others calling us out for it. You are absolutely correct. We should calm down just a little bit. But, you know, it's the we, we haven't had football for a while. We're a little fired up. <laughs> but, Dave, I guess one game in, how are you feeling about this kind of new style of defense that we're seeing from the Vikings where they are being a little bit more reactive? They do have the guys 2 in a little bit on early downs uh, in the hopes of getting to that you know, third and long, those obvious passing situations where they can really, really go downhill and attack the quarterback? Oh, I think
0: it's going to work. I just think I wish they had worked together as a whole unit during the preseason to get there. I think they'd be further ahead on their communication and development and the whole knowing where you're seeing your defensive tackle. If it's Hunter, you're seeing your defensive tackle to your right and what he's doing in your corner to your left because – as a defensive end in a 5-2, right, what they're playing, the modified 3 they were calling it on the TV, those guys are your two most important. Your corner on your outside and your defensive tackle on the inside. Once they get used to that, I think this thing is going to sing, absolutely sing, and we're going to have one of the best defenses in the league. It's just today it wasn't ready.
1: Okay. And it takes steps.
0: I wish they took these steps in the preseason versus when it counted.
1: Okay, so let's wind it back because Raymond's calling us out, and he is not here for our Kirk Cousins slander. He's basically letting us know at the end of the game, Kirk Cousins did put the team in a position to win. He did the things. Matt actually tweeted something very similarly when the Vikings drove down, kicked the field goal, said regardless of how things turn out, Kirk has done something that we've been asking him to do for a while, which is, You know, put the big boy pants on in in clutch situations. Get the team in a position. And so, like, should we really be blaming Kirk Cousins? Is this game on him? He didn't play his best game by any stretch, but he also wasn't awful. He maybe didn't help the offensive line as much as you'd like to see him in the pocket, but he didn't have any strip sacks or any craziness like that, I guess. Matt, where are you at with Kirk Cousins? If you had to give him a grade after this game, where are you at? If, like Raymond said, we're taking it away from the emotion, go into yeah. the hard facts. What's Kirk Cousins' grade after this, season, after this game?
2: I think it's like a C-plus or like a B-minus. I mean, I don't think he did anything extraordinary, right? Like, there were some pretty easy throws that he missed, like I alluded to earlier with Jefferson and Thielen. Um, when it did come down to it at that, you know, end of the fourth quarter, he did, you know, he did deliver. He got us into field goal range and we hit it and we went to OT. Uh, But what I will say is that that was just, like, one part of the equation, right? Like, he got us into a position to tie, but then when you look at overtime, you know, he didn't really do a whole lot there as well. You know, the first was a three and out. um, The second drive was a lot better, and you can question the ref's call and the cook fumble all you want, but in reality, you know, I still don't think Kirk did enough in that final moment uh, to kind of get us to that point. So for me, an average game for Kirk cousins, the stats are going to make it look a lot better than it was, but it wasn't. Um, And, you know, I I don't want to, I've talked about it on my show before, and I don't want to cast a big shadow over the whole season. It is just one game, but this was a game that a lot of people marked down as a win and there's a realistic chance that like we're starting 0 3, maybe 0-4. Whoa. Um, whoa, whoa.
1: Let's not jump too far ahead here, cause we still got some things to talk about in this game. We still got some <laughs> things in this game to talk about. So let's not look too far ahead. I know some people have reminded us that Chandler Jones had five sacks today, and that's a bit terrifying yeah. given the status of our offensive line. But we still got some things to talk about here. And Dave, uh, another bright spot. I'm just gonna keep forcing Dave. I'm trying to make him be optimistic today. Did you even hear Patrick Peterson's name mentioned one time this entire broadcast in the entire game? Did he get targeted? Was he on the field? I mean, uh, if you're if a defensive back, field, and we don't know what's push, going on
0: with there. I saw him push out a ball carrier once. Um, See, I mean, but they if were your DBs, they were they yeah. weren't targeting his side. They were going to Breeland's side
1: all day. Yeah. So how do you feel about that signing in week one? Because the Bengals do have weapons on the outside. As much as we're giving the, the, the Vikings uh, a bit of grief, they've invested Jamar a lot Chase. into their weapons. They got Chase. They have Higgins. They have Tyler Boyd, who is perennially underrated. Joe Burrow, number one pick. The offensive line seems a bit better. They seem to be able to hold up a little bit better. And so given the weapons that they do have, they've – I mean. Things looking up? Or are we going to see maybe a Terrence Newman-like resurgence for Patrick Peterson, given how he was able to hold up against those weapons today?
0: I saw one misplay, miscommunication, where he didn't have anybody over the – where he dropped short and was beat over the top. Um, all I can say is I hope so. I really hope so. <laughs> I, it's, it's, I didn't see anything positive or negative other than that one play I just discussed where he was down low and the receiver went in behind him, sat in a, basically a zone behind him. That could be either
1: his fault or the safety's fault. Dave, can you bring that comment back up? Because you're talking, and we yes, got man. offensive line comments flashing across the screen here. And uh, I, this is one I want Dave's grade on, because <laughs> we thought we were going to have a field day with this Bengals O-line. Yes, uh, we did. And... And we, they kept we, we pushing were able to get after them two, three yards down the field. They were able to get things going in the run game. Like, we thought Cook was going to go crazy in this game. Exactly. Um, most people in the group chat had Cook going over 150, thought he was going to have multiple touchdowns. And at the end of the game, he averaged three yards a carry. And good. Joe Mixon was able to have 3. a pretty 3. decent game. He got went over 100, 4.4 uh, a carry, a touchdown. And, yeah, Burrow was under some duress in the game but there were a lot of times when they wanted to go downfield when they chose to that they had a bit of time to do so. So do you think that's a fair comment? Was the Bengals' offensive line better than the Vikings' offensive line today? If you're talking offense versus offense? Just the offensive lines. If you're comparing them, which one, which one was better today?
0: Well, they both. They're about equal. Um, except, except flag. I'll throw another flag on the field for that one. Here's where are my flags. I've got flags around here somewhere. You got some um, in there? Yeah, I do, actually. Um, <laughs> I can't remember where I stashed them since I moved. I have a yellow the, and a red
2: one. The refs, the refs probably had to take them from you. Uh, um, so they they probably did the today, field.
0: except for the undisciplined play by ours and all the illegal motions, illegal formations, when uh, both – the illegal formation, I think there was two calls, one on Rashad, one on O'Neal. They were lining too far back off the line trying to cheat. Um, that stuff puts them behind, but that is all fixable,
1: 100%. And Seth, I disagree, and I feel like I'm picking on Seth, but Seth, he, he's giving us some good comments today, some good materials. I feel like even if the Vikings do squeak out, eke out a victory against the Bengals – that's not what any of us thought we were going to see going in. Like we're happy that they won the game, but if they beat the Bengals by three and need overtime to do it, I think we would still be a little disappointed because we expected a blowout win. Like most of us thought they were going to go in and win by a lot against this Bengals team. And we put ourselves in a hole early on in the game because we just were very undisciplined. What was it like 10 penalties for 91 yards in like the first half or some madness? Like, That the Vikings should still be flamed, even if they win that game, because they didn't play well for a lot of the game. And so, like, it's not, you know, this the season is over, but if we're just really evaluating how the Vikings played today, they weren't great overall. And the coaching seemed suspect at many times, but they were able, I think, on a positive, to show some grit, some resiliency. They came back. Maybe Kirk read the tweets where Tommy Kramer was saying that we have no leadership on the offense and uh, maybe that fired him up. I don't know what it was, but they did show some Not grit enough. and they did get themselves back in it, but they got themselves out of the hole that they dug themselves into against a team that they are more talented than like we're better than the Bengals. So I guess that's where I'm at. Eking out a good win against the Bengals. Sure. I'm happier for it. But like, is that a team that we expect to go deep in the playoffs Make noise in the postseason if we're barely beating the Bengals? Eh, I don't know. No,
0: but we need W's. We need to stack up W's now because our season, especially a few yeah. games out, isn't going to get any easier. It's going to get tougher. So they need <laughs> to rack up those W's when they can get them. And today they wasted one.
1: And you're right. I should that's my fault, Seth. Expectations. I should not have them. I'll do better. I'll do better. Expecting them to do better. That's my fault. I should not have done that. That's on me. And uh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. Um, Yeah, we've gone through really both sides of the ball here. And uh, yeah, I guess, Dave, was there anything else like Yeah, was there anything else that really, really stood out to you? Like, we've we've covered, I think, a lot of the big themes of the game. We started out slow. Kirk did show some grit. He was fired up there uh, later in the game. Maybe not as early as we'd like to see it, but he did show a lot of what we're talking about and that we want him to do. The defense, they settled in. Mm -hmm. They They were all right. Second half, what, three points? Second half, what, they they held him to, to 10 points and then, you know, another three in overtime. So, like... Where are we at? Where, like, As we move forward, do you think it's big wholesale things that need to be changed? Or do you feel like it's little tweaks and adjustments that need to be made as we go into next week?
0: No, it's a size 12 upside there, backside. And, uh, and emphasis on discipline, and they'll be fine. All right. I like that.
1: Well, Matt, any parting thoughts as we, uh, as we start to wind this thing down here? Don't want to just go in circles, beating up on the team. I think we've covered. We've talked about all the things we really want to talk about. Dave's got some beers he wants to drink. You've got some whiskey you I'm need to finish done with up. A six, exactly. So, like, you know, you might need to make a run to the store. Any final thoughts? Any anything else that you want to get into before we uh, before we get up out of here?
0: I got a whole other. Taste yeah, I mean, the
2: fridge. Don't have to <laughs> <laughs> save it for Vikings happy hour, Dave. Um okay. I, as disappointing as today was. Um, I do think, to Dave's point, there are a lot of fixable mistakes um, that we made that can give fans sort of like an optimistic view moving forward. Um, Some final thoughts. Garrett Bradbury is still trash. Uh, The the new punter, uh, very good. Did exactly what Zimmer has wanted from a punter. So if we're giving... You know, participation trophies to uh, special teams. We got that one, and you know, I, I still, I still think that uh, that Michael Pierce played out of his mind today. Uh, two sacks from two? the big man uh, coming off of a, a year not playing football. So, oh, that signing looks to be promising.
0: Let me stop you right there, Matt. Did you see that first oh. sack? Did you see what he did? This is coming from Coach Dave. Right? (laughs) He comes in under, stands up his dude, stands up the center, and takes his right hand, puts him on the center's left shoulder, and goes, shove! Right? And the center went that way, and he went that way, and Burrow went, oh, shit! Yep.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, I think that's it. That's all. Before we go, what we will say is head on over to YouTube this week. We will have shows Every day. And as we get back into things, now that we have a season, we'll be going back, breaking down the tape, really digging into what we saw, maybe taking a step back from the emotions right after things. Monday, we got Tyler and Deshaun coming on for CTP. Mondays, on Thursday, we have a reunion of sorts. Jordan Reed will be making his triumphant return. Saxy Prince, y- Yinka Ayinde will be coming on. Miles and myself will be here for In the Huddle. Matt will the be original. back. On Wednesday for Vikings Happy Hour, come grab a Ooh. drink, talk Vikings with us. And then on Thursday, we have the, uh, the fastest Viking show of the week. We got Flip Mozzie and we got Eric Thompson of Daily Norseman coming through, talking about the questions that have popped up over the course of the week. And we round things out on Saturday. Dave and two old bloggers letting <laughs> us know everything we know, need to know to get ourselves ready for next week, right, where we where just we go and we start goodness. this thing all over again and we play the cardinals who they i need to go see what happened there but based on the box score they seem to be doing all right they seem to be doing all right so uh yeah that is it that is all as always fans thanks for coming through thanks for all the wonderful engagement we love chatting with y'all after the game and all throughout the week and yeah dave play the music
0: hold on hold on hold on hold Hold on. Hold on i forgot the one thing like subscribe ring the bell rate us on your favorite podcast aggregators podcasts always go up at least the morning after the show if not before join us over at our partners daily norseman on facebook at daily norseman's page on facebook at climbing the pocket page on twitter obviously and you'll see our uh, twitter handles in the in the credits and uh, always, you can join us. Talk us. We're all open to it. We love talking Vikings football, and especially Vikings wins. Let's hope we Maybe get next another week. one. Maybe next, next week. Next week. And as always, what do we say? Score, baby! Oh, well Vikes. Thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell. And if you're listening on your favorite aggregator, make sure you rate us. And always feel free to join the conversation here at Climb in the Pocket. Skull, everybody!